Welcome to the People Switch Podcast, switching you on to the modern world of work. Each week, we explore the latest trends and topics in company culture, employee experience, and how to build a great place to work. People Switch, turning people on, keeping them engaged. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, John Mullins, and in our second episode of our People Switch series, we're talking about the importance of employee engagement and specifically how you can use a whole person approach to build greater trust and commitment from your team. At PeopleSwitch, one of our life's work or mission statements is that we wish to unlock the potential and power of people. In the modern workplace, people want more than a job. They want the chance to be their best self. And this is what we mean by whole person engagement. And we believe this can be done by creating the right environment to tap into people's hidden talents. So we're also on a bit of a mission to get leaders to understand that there's a real long-lasting value in fighting your talent potential. You've no doubt heard the story where the CFO walks in and tells the CEO, hey, but what if we spend money training our people and they leave? To which the CEO replies, hey, but what if we don't train them and they stay? I'm going to make a bit of an assumption here and say that you're more like the CEO in that story and that you're listening to this podcast because at least you're interested in finding a way to help your teams thrive. Some of the answers to this challenge could actually be hiding in plain sight right in front of you. I saw a tweet recently that said, Retention before recruitment. Such a simple statement with a huge message. I think it illustrates the point that too often we're looking outside our organizations to bring fresh skills and talents into teams to fill a job, when in fact we may have just missed the point by not really appreciating what skills we have in front of us. In my previous corporate experience, I've had the opportunity of analyzing well over 100 exit interviews and almost without fail, there was some reference made by people to not having realized their full potential. But why is this such a problem? I think over the years, we've programmed managers to favor performance outputs almost at the expense of nurturing talent and growing people holistically. In one of those scenarios, people are a means to an end. They're just assets or resources to be used for maximum immediate output. While on the other scenario, you can see that it's about treating people with a greater sense of humanity and genuine care, and it understands that everyone is on a journey to find their best self. Luckily for us, there are some great thinkers out there who are taking this idea of unlocking people's potential quite seriously. People like Marcus Buckingham, I think he's done a lot to elevate our thinking about the importance of strengths and talents. Carol Dweck, she studied the value of growth mindsets which kind of says the more we believe in our potential, the greater chance we have of actually finding and using our talents fully. And then of course, Daniel Pink. His work on what truly motivates and engages people has shown that finding purpose, experiencing autonomy, and importantly, having the opportunity to master talents is what truly matters. So let's listen now to a quick clip of Marcus Buckingham, and he's speaking to us about the importance of strengths. We're going to turn to the Gallup organization, a research company. They interviewed over the course of 10 years over 1.4 million people on over 50,000 different teams. And though they find that the best teams have many things in common in terms of a feeling of being developed, of good relationships, a sense of mission, a purpose, they did find that one clear question predicts most effectively and most consistently whether you'll be on a high performance or a low performance team. At work, do you have an opportunity to use your strengths every day? Those teams where people say that they do consistently outperform those teams where people say that they don't. Even if people are slightly positively deluded about what their strengths are, it doesn't seem to matter. If you feel 
as though your strengths are being used more often, more frequently. You're gonna be more profitable as an employee, more productive, more likely to stick around. You're less likely to have accidents on the job. You're less likely to sue if you have an accident on the job. Almost any productive outcome you care to think of seems to be driven by whether you, the team member, feel as though your strengths are in play. So despite what he's just shared there about the importance of using your strengths, it seems that less than two out of 10 people believe they're actually getting this chance in their current work. In our previous episode, I explained how creating a context and environment for people to express themselves creatively can actually reveal strengths and talents that may not have seemed obvious to managers before, but that actually could be genuinely valuable in the future. So you have to be a bit brave to create that kind of environment and opportunity. And while sadly it is still the more visionary leaders that seem to be adopting this, there is actually very little to lose for those who are willing to give it a try. As a manager in the future, you have to be willing to create opportunities for people to shine. Now, there's never actually any guarantee that you're ever going to be truly successful just by finding your hidden talents. But the willingness to explore untapped talent is where the real point lies. I've always felt that there were at least three conditions or principles even that needed to be in place for managers to unlock the potential and hidden talent of their people. You know, there needs to be things like the right context and environment for people to want to share their secondary skills, their hobbies, passions, talents. And that's a question of culture. Secondly, you have to be consistently aware and conscious of the strengths of people. If you're only interested in the output of the job, you're missing a large part of the picture. And finally, you have to show appreciation for your team's talents. Make talent and potential a feature of your management approach and your leadership style. When I spoke about an example of how we uncovered and used a person's hidden talent effectively in the workplace, I was referring to a colleague of mine, and his name is Earl. At the risk of sounding a little cheesy, I think it has the perfect name and acronym for what I'd like to leave you with today. The E stands for explore. Be willing to discover strengths and talents in your teams. You know, a simple informal discussion with your team to find out more about them can bring out so much valuable information about what their strengths are. The A is for appreciate. Without recognizing your team and showing gratitude or appreciation for their value, they are unlikely to want to share any more than the absolute minimum that is required. The R is for reinforcing. Show support and a willingness to genuinely nurture the talent that you do find. It's vital for their future success. And finally, the L is for liberate. Create freedom of expression in your workplace. Offer opportunities for people to share and feel less constrained. The future world of work is going to need cultures that find, nurture and grow the highest level of employee potential. This is when people will be more creative, innovative and engaged. So thank you for joining us once again. I really look forward to more in the series and don't forget to subscribe and pick up on our new episodes. Take care, folks. Thank you for joining us on the People Switch podcast. Make sure to visit www.peopleswitch.co.za where you will find more on how to build engaging company cultures and experiences to unlock the power of people. Catch up on our previous episodes, subscribe to our feed and follow us on Twitter. People Switch, turning people on, keeping them engaged.